0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast.
1: You are live with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. Kind of a a fun show this week, John. We're actually traveling over in Europe. We're in uh, Vienna, Austria right now, covering some tech events, uh, including uh, the new Huawei launch of uh, a number of new uh, products. Of course, uh, Apple had their big announcement uh, this week as well. Samsung and, uh, and Google. We'll be talking today with Ted Kritsonos all about the new Google Pixel 6 launch. Uh, this is a very, very attractive new phone from the Google uh, folks, running Android, of course, and uh, some great features and uh, a pretty good price. Very competitive against uh, some of the leaders out there, including uh, Apple and Samsung. So we'll actually get a full round rundown from Ted. We'll also be doing a, a tech roundup. We'll uh, cover uh, some of the highlights from Apple, Samsung, And Huawei uh, as well, uh, just to talk about some of the the gear coming out, uh, coming up into Christmas and into the next year. Uh, Let's get into some of the news, John. And I think the big thing that we still need to talk about and cover uh, as it relates to a lot of these announcements, too, is the, the ongoing chip shortage. And Intel now, when one of the biggest chip manufacturers in the world, is saying that there is not a quick end to it.
0: No, they're saying that it could be at least 2023 before we get back to sort of some kind of normalcy as far as uh, supply chain issues with the chips. Um, but we're also seeing this as a problem for not just chips, just everything you need to do, anything around technology or products, because shipping has gone up, parts are hard to find, not just the chips.
1: It's really a perfect storm. You know, obviously, the world lockdown and pandemic, you know supply and demand that factors into everything. So the demand for a lot of different products went down. So obviously, a lot of these manufacturers aren't making as much stuff during the pandemic. We're coming out of it in many countries now. So the demand for these products now have spiked up. And uh, because of that, there's not enough supply out there. And coupled with actually a chip shortage, uh, that you have to realize everything we have now has got a computer chip in it. Yeah. From, you know, your your microwave to your car and obviously laptops and smartphones as well.
0: What's also really been interesting to see is that there's a hierarchy of who gets the chips first. <laughs> of course. Right? Yes. Who, you know, who are the big spenders? Who has the pull? And then there's the little guys that are sort of squashed down to the bottom and they get the dregs that are left over.
1: Yeah, if there's anything left. If there's anything, yeah. But even the big guys, Apple, they reduce their... Uh, their shipment of iPhone 13s coming into the last quarter here yeah, by 11%. That's 10 million iPhones. Yeah, That's the, nothing to sneeze at.
0: Well, you also have to wonder, well, what's that going to do to Google and everybody else that's got new phones coming, right? Yeah. But can they supply enough? Yeah.
1: You know, you'd think, well, that's a big opportunity for these other companies. And I say, yes, but I think they're having the same issues yeah. getting chips yeah. for their, their smartphones, which is going to be a big issue. I've talked to many friends that are in the industry and they say it is a most incredible time right now and not in a good way. So even if it's not chips, uh, I know one good friend, he you know sells uh, and brings in accessories like iPhone cases and, and things, e-bikes. Yeah. And getting anything from overseas, especially from Asia and China, the cost for shipping containers and shipping has just skyrocketed exponentially. Yeah. Like bring a shipping container over, if he can even get them to supply all of the stuff that he wants, has gone up five to tenfold. So who pays that? It's the consumer. right? That's why everything is going up in price. And we've talked about this, John. If you are looking for any gifts for family and friends for the holiday season or yourself, especially technology related, get it now. If you can find it now, get it. Because coming into November and into December, you're not going to find it.
0: No. Things are just going to be sold out everywhere. And if you can find it, they're probably going to cost more. There's no question.
1: Yeah. So everything that's in the channel right now that's available in stores, buy it. Because when the next shipment comes, the prices are going to be going uh, up uh, on, on that. Uh, speaking of Apple, it's interesting. Uh, there's a, um, a prototype going up for auction something that was scrapped by Steve Jobs, a video pad. I'd never heard of this. So back in the 90s, Apple was toying with personal digital assistants, kind of the precursor to smartphones. They had their Apple Newton message pad.
0: Yeah, I love that thing. Did you have one? I didn't have one. No. I wanted one, though.
1: Yeah. And so this was like a Palm Pilot, but from Apple, Yeah. that you could write. And it's supposed to recognize your handwriting, which it didn't do very well because they just didn't have the computing power back then. Do you remember the
0: Simpsons parody about
1: that? Yeah, tell me. Remind me.
0: (laughs) I forget which character had one, and it said, "Beat up Martha." Yeah. Instead of eat up. I can't. Martin eat up. (laughs) Uh,
1: So they actually uh, made some prototypes of that uh, kind of that message pad, but that were video conferencing units as well. They had like a flip up uh, part of it that had a camera built into it, and so. It's going to be auctioned off. They they expect it to get at least twelve thousand dollars. I can't help but think they would get more than that, John. I think that's going to be blown out of the water that price.
0: This is this feels like something you would you would have seen like in the original Blade, Blade Runner movie or yes. the original Aliens movie. Like what the vision of the future of video conferencing was back then. You know, with these video phones and that type of thing. So.
1: We're going to have to take a break now. You are listening to the uh, App Show with Mike Agarbo and John Beeler. When we come back, we've got a lot to talk about. Some huge announcement announcements this week from Apple, new MacBooks, AirPods from Samsung, uh, Huawei as well, new gaming monitors, uh, new earbuds that are in lipstick cases. <laughs> like, it's really quite inc- incredible some of the things we'll be talking about. Uh, but coming up next, we'll be talking with Ted Critsonis all about the new Google Pixel 6. Stay tuned. You are back with the program. Mike and John here with special uh, traveling guest, Ted Critsonos. We are doing this uh, program over in Europe uh, as we speak, actually sitting in a little hotel room (laughs) around a cozy little table. Uh, So many announcements this week uh, from all the big guys, Apple, Samsung, Google, uh, and even Huawei. We're going to talk now about Google. They have uh, their flagship phone, the Pixel. They have announced the Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro, and uh, we've actually got our hands on one. Or Ted, Ted got your hands on one. That's right. Yeah, that's right. I almost had
0: mine. Yeah, we had to leave uh, before you could get to you. Yes. Uh, Ted fortunately got his just minutes before he had to get on a plane. Do board. you know Pretty
2: why? Much.
1: Can I tell you why? Because he's from Toronto. <laughs> the Toronto, the Toronto journalists always get their stuff on time,
2: even though it came from California.
1: Yes, because Toronto is the center of the universe. It is Ted. I, I, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Uh, okay so let's talk about this phone Uh, we will be doing more of a full review and testing it out we've got it with us on this trip so uh, next week's show we'll uh, be talking how good the camera is and some of the features Uh, there's two models of this one Ted uh, a 6 and a 6 Pro what's the difference
2: so the big difference is that the Pro has the third camera lens so it has the telephoto camera lens the regular 6 does not have that and of course, there's screen size differences. Uh, so the Pro has a 6.7 inch screen, and the regular 6 has a 6.4 inch screen, which also means that the battery is going to be different too. Bigger batteries than the previous phones. Uh, these are the biggest batteries that Google has put in its phones to date. Um, and it's also the biggest phones, I think they've made, actually, now that we talk about that.
0: And these are quite a departure for in the looks department, too, for a pixel phone.
2: They certainly are. These phones bear zero resemblance to their predecessors
0: and most phones out there
2: right now i
1: mean obviously they've got the rectangular shape but the cameras typically is like a little square kind of camera array on the back of a lot of phones like the iphones this one's got uh, a rectangular band across the top
2: yeah with the lenses you're right because actually unlike the other manufacturers that were situating it in the corner on the back google chose not to do that they went to they went they just arrayed it sort of along the back uh, in, a, in, a, in a horizontal way. Um, it's an interesting design. It's not bad, though. I like it. I, I think it's kind of interesting. It, it
1: reminds one. me a lot of the Chinese phones that are doing that. Yeah. You know, the rectangular array. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, they're, they're doing it rectangularly, but you're talking, like you're talking about horizontally? Yes. Yeah. yeah, doing yeah there's it some vertically. who do that. Yeah,
1: they're doing it vertically yeah, in a lot of cases.
2: So Google
1: has its fan base for their phones. You know, if you were a Google Pixel user, you, you, you love that phone. Essentially, I know so many people that have that. So is there a lot to get excited about with this new one besides the new look?
2: Well, we're going to see on the camera side. We, uh, we haven't, I haven't tested it out fully yet, of course, but we're in a good place to start doing that, uh, obviously. Uh, so we'll see how the camera performs because obviously this is a totally new camera as well. So compared to the Pixel 5 or even the previous Pixel phones, on a, from a hardware perspective with the camera, very different. So we have different image sensors, different lenses. The camera is just supposed to be different. The software also is supposed to have different things too. It's supposed to work generally the same in terms of all like the computational software that's in there. But Google is saying that it's supposed to be a lot better. I mean, including even skin tones, which is an interesting thing that they want to address. So for people of color... Uh, if they felt like their skin tones were not coming out naturally in shots, Google apparently says they have the AI to make that happen. This has
1: been a big deal over the past year and a half for a lot of the manufacturers. And I'm you know, I'm sorry, i sorry, I didn't realize that it wasn't capturing all the skin tones properly, most of the cameras on the market right now.
2: Yeah, I think I, I got to admit it caught me by surprise too. Uh, and certainly, you know, when you review a lot of phone cameras like I do, you do recognize some of these things sometimes, but I didn't realize it was, it was a pervasive yeah. thing. And so it's good to see that they're addressing that. Apple didn't say specifically that they were addressing that, but you'll notice that they did talk about natural skin tones, Yes, and I think they said kind of that they said that in a blanket way. Whereas Google is addressing this. They're saying, hey, we we noticed that something that is amiss here, and we want to address that yep. Are they the disappointment with the Pixel five was that it didn't change the hardware from the pixel four. So they went all software on that phone, whereas in this case, they're trying to do both hardware and software. And it's so all time. Theoretically, we could see better pictures than the competitors. Theoretically, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think they, I mean, they've proven that they can do more with less. Now that they have more, can they do more with more? Uh, and that's the question,
0: I think. I think that's the exciting possibility here yeah. is that they do have more now. And it's really interesting, too, that they're sort of getting into the chip game themselves with this particular model, which is you know something that they're not known for. So...
2: Yeah, that's a so that's a great point. Is that some of what's powering all this photography stuff and just the phone in general is Google's own silicon. Yeah, they've made their own chip for these phones, the Tensor, and so I don't know if this is going to be a trend where you know manufacturers can be making their own chips. It might be. Uh, Apple's already do. have already done it. Google's now doing it. Maybe Samsung will be next. We'll see. But Google is saying that they've made it smart so that. It can do more with like the power efficiencies there. Battery life, which has been an issue with Pixel phones in the past, apparently is going to be rectified here. We'll wait to see about that. So we'll, we'll see where the chip sort of plays into all the different elements that make up this phone, or both phones, I should say.
1: Are they a player? You know, obviously Apple is. Samsung is. Do Google sell a lot of phones? For the
2: price they're charging, absolutely they're a player. But
1: can they do the volume? Especially now with all the supply chain issues and the chip shortages.
2: Well, the supply chain thing, we'll have to wait and see how that plays out, ultimately. Um, phone, people seem to be able to get their hands on phones. That yeah, seems to but be the we've case. seen
1: Apple, they've reduced their, their their shipments of iPhone 13s by like 11%. Yeah. That's 10
2: million phones. They also didn't mention which exact 13s they're actually going to ramp down. Yeah. Because that would be the interesting question to me. I yeah. have a feeling it's the pro models, not the regular ones.
1: Yeah. I have a feeling. They're yeah. going to go for the mass.
2: Yeah, yeah. I because the other ones sell way more in volume, I'm sure, than yeah. the pros do. So I, I, I wasn't totally shocked that they did that. Uh, but despite the, you know, the, the supply shortage, I think Google is undercutting everybody. Well, not everybody. They're undercutting Samsung and Apple in terms of what they're charging for these phones
1: yeah what are the prices do you have those uh
2: so last i saw the pixel pro 6 pro was starting at i believe it was a thousand yeah uh and change and which
1: is quite a bit cheaper than apple and samsung yeah 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 for you know the top end
2: yeah Yeah. like this is like like this is under 1100 dollars. last i saw and the regular pixel 6 starts at 800
1: yeah so that's Pretty good value.
2: Yes.
0: Well, that that's always been the Pixel's sort of selling point. is yeah. the, the Pixel promise. The Pixel promise <laughs> yeah. uh, is you get a lot of phone for a lot less money. Yes. Because they're heavily relying on the software. Now they've got the hardware. They're going to charge a little bit more of a premium, but you still get all the software benefits.
1: So, what what are some of the other features that stood out for you? We've talked about the cameras and,
2: and well, a couple that's that I'd like to try are the transcription. Uh, features, the translation features, the real-time ones, where you can you can communicate with someone in a different language. And how does that uh, work? Well, theoretically. F- theoretically, from what they describe, basically, if you are texting with someone uh, in a different language, um, you're texting them in your language, and they're getting the message in theirs.
1: What could go wrong with that,
2: Ted? Uh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they're gonna be... I've seen some of the Google Translate stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, amazing but it's not perfect.
2: It's not, and no. they're claiming it's better now. Yep. And also, if you are, if you are verbally, t- it, you're basically dictating a message that you're gonna send to somebody. So the there's messaging a, app-
0: There's a lot going on there.
2: Yeah, like it's basically, it's going to write out what you're, what you're saying, and it's gonna add punctuation to it as well, or, or even emojis. Wow. So yeah, so it's a hands-free way of communicating with people via text, basically.
1: And so what's the transcription
2: feature? So transcription is just a carryover from what they had before the Pixel Five, uh, where it was built into the phone. So if you wanted to transcribe an interview or somebody talking, you can do it. You didn't need internet access to do it, like you would with Otter or similar apps. And they've made it smarter than it already was. So they're claiming that you know you 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 won't have any you won't have as many mistakes, if yeah. you will, uh, in this transcription.
0: And I think that sort of speaks volumes to what. Google's trying to do with the on-device support doesn't rely on the internet connection because of their machine learning algorithms and and all that stuff that's being baked right into the phone directly. And we're going to start seeing a lot more things that can be done with that level of technology. But I think we're all sort of like waiting with bated breath because, like we just said, there's a lot going on there dictating and speaking, you know, in a different language in... With punctuation, with emojis, which I think is would be crazy. Yeah. Like, do you have to say the emoji, or does it sort of? Oh, I think he's you you say the emoji. Okay.
2: Yeah, yeah, you say the emoji.
0: He doesn't just guess what you're thinking about. No, it? I don't
2: think so. No, you have to say. Yeah, the emoji.
0: but uh, so cool.
1: But are a lot of people really using that feature? Like, what percentage of the users would be using a live translation it, feature? It,
2: that's a very that's a very legit question, and I, I don't know, and I think because it's unique and it's different to how people generally text. I wonder if they try it and like it, will they stick with it?
1: Yeah. Cuz you know, we saw that in previous years with Samsung. Remember they'd announce a new phone and there's like 80 features, you know, it tracks your eyeballs as you're scrolling <laughs> down the screen and inevitably those features would be gone by the next Yeah, but iteration. The,
0: the, the thing is that like the live translation feature, I think students love that because they can just have the professor talk, give a lecture and they've got a transcribed version of the notes. Yeah. Basically, you know,
1: I can get behind that.
0: So, I mean, it, it makes things like that really easy, not necessarily for the intended purpose, the way they're presenting it at, you know, on the on the package.
2: Yeah. Like, I think the transcription features off on the base of it are more useful than the translation ones are initially. But I have a feeling, though, maybe if the translation stuff works, that's the key, right? If it works and it works well, people will use it. They'll trust it. So we'll just have to wait and see. We're going to have to take a break. Uh, We are doing our show from Europe,
1: doing kind of a a travel tech show, a lot of announcements uh, this week. When we come back, we're going to talk about Huawei's new OS, our operating system. As uh, we know, they've been having challenges uh, in that world. They uh, were put on the entity list by the US. They're not allowed to use Google's version of Android. So they've had to basically come up with their own version or operating system that will work on their devices. Is it working? Well, we'll uh, we'll dig into that. Back after this. You are back with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We're traveling through Europe uh, this week uh, covering some tech uh, events. John, there was a lot of announcements and we have covered uh, a bunch of them on our Get Connected sister show.
0: H- has there ever been this many in one week? No, no, it's
1: quite amazing. It's like...
0: Literally every day.
1: Yeah, it's like Apple picked their announcement date, and everyone just thought, hey, let's uh, get in on the, uh, the action. So Apple, Samsung, Google, even Microsoft, and, and Huawei uh, as well. Uh, let's start off with Apple, John. Uh, the big announcement there, new AirPods, they've got a new form factor, and also some, some MacBooks that everyone is excited about right now. We've talked about this on previous programs. Apple is making their own processors now. So they're competing against Intel. Uh, Obviously, it's just for their own product, uh, but it's a big deal. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we've covered some of their other models. Uh, They've got their new MacBook uh, uh, laptops running, what they call their M1 chip. So this week, they announced higher-end versions of those, uh, the M1 Pro and the M1 Max as well. Very tasty chips. Tasty chips. So, why are you excited about it? You know, for the listeners out there that don't care about computer processors and that, what, like, why, why should they care?
0: Well, normally when a new laptop gets announced, it's a, it's an iterative upgrade, right? It's a little bit faster processor. It's a little bit something new. This feels like a dramatic leap forward. Even, even more so than the M1 chip that we first heard about last year, which has proven to be very popular, very successful for Apple, and actually delivers on the promises that they've been making. Yeah, This M1 Pro and Max chips take that to a whole new level. They've got what appears to be like a new form factor for the MacBooks. They've gone away from the ultra-thin, ultra-portable style, And giving you a bigger battery, giving you a bunch of ports back, and top it all off with this incredible processor, up to 20 hours of battery life.
1: This processor is blowing everything else out of the water right now. So if you're into graphics or uh, video, it it really is incredible how much faster it is compared to their previous versions and Intel laptops right now.
0: Yeah, it's pretty rare when even non-Mac people... Windows users get excited about a Mac laptop. Yes. Because they can see that the performance is there. And we were talking to some journalists about this. It's like, even if it's only 70% of what they said, it's still a win. Yeah. And leaps and bounds better than anything else on the Windows side.
1: Uh, let's talk about their AirPods. So, that's probably one of the biggest selling uh, wireless earbuds out there right now. Yeah. They've got their AirPods, AirPods Pro. Uh, This is uh, the third generation of their AirPods, kind of their base model. And they almost kind of look like the AirPod Pros.
0: Yeah, they've taken the original AirPods, shortened the stem, and put it in an AirPod Pro case. Yeah. So more of a a landscape style of case instead of a vertical uh, case that the originals had. So still very pocketable, still very uh, easy to use. You just open the lid, and it's just there.
1: Well, they'll sell a million of these things as long as they can get them into stores for Christmas,
0: yeah, that that's the big problem that we're going to see with everybody that has new products is how many is there going to be in the in the chain and can you even get it?
1: So the other announcement, uh, Huawei announced a bunch of new products. Uh, they're concentrating, I think, more on their other lines right now uh, outside of their phones, yeah, uh, because of the challenges they're having with chips and just the U.S. government. As well, They're on the entity list, uh, so they're not able to access things like Google mobile serv- services and things like that. Uh, but they have so many other things yeah, that are available. So the big thing this week was their new earbuds.
0: Yes. Their Freebuds uh, Lipstick.
1: Okay. So I know that sounds crazy, right? Because we keep talking about these lipstick, lipstick earbuds. But they, they literally look like lipstick. The case. The case. Yeah. You would not know by looking at it that those were a holder for wireless earbuds
0: it almost feels like a like what a spy would have
1: yes yeah it's cool so you take the lid off the lid is magnetically attached right so it's got this nice kind of click it is kind of goes right on but you take it off and the earbuds they're they're beautiful they're, they're this this really deep red kind of looks like lipstick yeah um, but you take them out and they've got active noise cancellation. The sound is uh, amazing on them uh, as well. So they're kind of higher end earbuds. But just what a great little form factor, eh? Yeah. I think, you know, if you can get your hands on these for Christmas, it's going to be one of the hottest yeah. products out there. Uh, they also announced some new gaming monitors.
0: Yeah, I think, well, these are what I probably got most excited about was the gaming monitors. 34-inch curved display with a built-in Uh, power bar or sound bar. Yeah. And microphones. Yeah. And it all works together seamlessly. So we can have properly noise canceled zoom calls without having to have crazy headsets that keep failing and that type of thing.
1: Yeah. I'm talking to you, Mike. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, John, it's a problem, right? Because during the pandemic I'm, I'm doing like anywhere from five to 10 video calls a day. Now, whether that's on zoom or Microsoft teams or whatever. And every time, because I've got like, I've got my headset hooked up to my computer in my kitchen. I've got also another microphone. And so depending on what software I'm using, it has to know what microphone I'm using. It has to know what speakers I'm using, right? And so, you know, when we have calls, I know you're frustrated because half the time you can't hear me.
0: Right. You're talking, but... yeah, Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? And you're not muted. No. (laughs) You just have the wrong source. (laughs) So that's confusing to me. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm totally in this
1: world, so I can just imagine other people. So having monitors like this that have good speakers. Yeah. Because I know there's monitors out there that have speakers in them, but come on, most of them are crappy speakers. Yeah. Right? So this one's actually got kind of a soundbar speaker system and some good microphones in them as well. Right. So that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, they Huawei well, we also announced some new uh, GT3 smartwatches. These things are amazing.
0: They're, they're giant, too. Yeah. Like you need a big risk for one of these at least. Yeah.
1: So they've got like a 46 millimeter version and a 42 millimeter version. The battery life is the big story on these. Cause when you look at a lot of smartwatches, like an Apple watch, you're going to get a day. Yeah. But these ones up to three weeks,
0: <laughs> which is just, isn't, isn't that insane? It's a full color OLED display yeah. with a heart rate monitor,
1: blood oxygen yeah. reader, like sleep tracking. So yeah. this is something you can wear all day, all night. Yeah. Three weeks, which is crazy. You know, that's the challenge that Apple has had, for example, because they make a great watch. There's no question. But if you want to use it for sleep tracking, a lot of times the battery is not going to last all day and all night. So you have to charge it at some point. Yeah. And then a lot of times you forget it on the charger. Yes. Or you forget to charge it. Or both. Or both. Uh, So having a, uh, you know, a smartwatch that has two to three week battery life, I don't think you can beat that.
0: I, I can't think of anyone that other than a traditional watch that could beat that
1: yeah uh Microsoft they also announced uh, a new smartphone uh, this this is kind of an interesting one it's the Microsoft Surface duo two so this is a smartphone, and you know we've seen these folding screen phones from Samsung and even Huawei, where you kind of open them up and they form a giant screen
0: yeah so it's they've like got a the seamless
1: yeah ish
0: screen because the the screen literally folds
1: yeah. The technology is amazing. So Microsoft's taking a different tack to this.
0: Yeah, this is something that I thought made a lot of sense. And I was actually kind of surprised why the Samsungs of the world didn't start in this spot instead of going with the full folding screen thing. LG kind of did. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, this is two separate screens with two little hinges that hold it together. Yeah. But But when you you open it up, they just kind of fit right together. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a book. Exactly. Right? So um, you do have like an obvious, you know. uh, Line in the middle. Line in the middle, which is fine. They're literally separate independent screens, but you can drag and drop things between them. And it actually looks quite stunning.
1: Yeah. uh, One of our uh, contributors, Ted uh, Critsonos, who's on the show quite often, uh, you heard him in uh, the the Google segment. He actually had a chance to try one of these out. We'll have him on uh, the next show to talk about it. Uh, But he said it was fantastic. Yeah. On that. Um, And uh, finally, Samsung. Not to be outdone by everyone, they had to have one of their their Unpacked events. And if you've seen previous Samsung Unpacked events, these are when they announce some pretty new big products, like a new Samsung Galaxy phone or Note. Throw in some laptops and and tablets. But this, uh, I think a lot of people are like, what?
0: Yeah, it's kind of (laughs) like... It's kind of like yelling fire. Yeah. And it's like someone with a lighter.
1: Yeah. So basically it's their folding screen phone and there's new colors and some customizability with their watches.
0: Yeah. So you can choose, you can mix and match colors now like you couldn't before with the uh, Z Flip 3 and the watch as well. So I, it's just kind of like a little bit of a me too kind of, uh, you know, I've got an update when everybody else is giving an update so it was a little disappointing because i know we we were uh that was the day that we were actually flying so we couldn't watch the event live yeah and when we landed we were like what that's the event
1: yeah it's almost like they saw all the other kids were having big announcements and hey we better have one too yeah but
0: yeah it's it's just kind of surprising.
1: Okay, we're going to have to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to give you an update on Facebook. They're going to have a big announcement this week. (laughs) Why not? About the metaverse and wanting to change their name. We've talked about the metaverse. It's the next version of the internet. And it's important that you understand where this is all going. It's kind of like a virtual internet. Back after this. You're back with The App Show. Mike and John here, traveling through Europe, uh, covering a lot of big tech announcements. Uh, Another announcement coming up we just wanted to preview is Facebook. Uh, They're going to be announcing their next evolution coming up October 28th. Of course, we'll talk more about that on next week's program. But it's looking like it's going to revolve a lot around the metaverse. And John, try to explain what the metaverse is, because this is a really important concept. It's like a whole new internet. You know how the internet changed everything in society and for humanity for better or for worse. The metaverse is kind of that next leap.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the, the, the definition of what a metaverse is, and we've talked about this on the show before, it can vary depending on who's, who's asking and who's talking about it. But essentially it's, I like to equate it to the matrix. It's a place that people will go to do everything. Whether you're going to school, going to work, going to uh, do something for fun. Or shop. Especially for shopping. Yes. That's probably where it's going to start. Yeah. Because that'll help monetize it. Um, But yeah, it's it's this virtual world that everyone can go to, regardless of where they are or their situation. Um, Do you remember Ready Player One?
1: Yeah, the movie uh, directed by Steven Spielberg based on the novel.
0: Yeah. And so... That ga- that movie revolves around, and the book, around their version of the metaverse, where you basically wear a headset and you jack into the metaverse or the matrix. Kind happy. of the
1: matrix, right? Yeah. yeah.
0: And in that world, you have a virtual avatar. You can walk around. You can play games. You can do things. You can learn. Um, and it just becomes this online thing.
1: A whole other world, Yeah. essentially. It, it,
0: like true immersion. Though. Yes. So that, that's the thing that's, we haven't quite had the technology to really do that properly. I think we, we're getting there in the last couple of years, but I think we still have a ways to go. And it sounds like what Mark Zuckerberg wants to do is position Facebook to be the at least one of these places to go. Oh, and he's doing that. Back
1: uh, a few years ago, he bought a company called Oculus. Uh, they make the Oculus Rift. These are virtual reality headsets and glasses that you put on to experience virtual reality games and and worlds. And at the time, I thought, what is he doing? Like, why is he getting into that? I thought it was like a gaming thing. Yeah. Which, you know, okay, kind of. I can kind of see that because they're a social network. They want to connect people together. But I understand 100% now. They've got over 10,000 people, John, 10,000 people working on virtual reality hardware like that.
0: Now. Yeah. And
1: they're expanding.
0: Yeah, they've got the Oculus uh, Rift was their first one, Oculus uh, Go. Now they have the Quest and the Quest 2. Uh,
1: And it gets better. And these things are getting smaller and smaller. I remember when the first ones came out, these were these giant helmets and glasses with a big cable attached to a really powerful computer. Yeah. But they've come a long way.
0: Yeah, the Quest 2, you can literally just wear it, and you have two little... Uh, handles yes uh, or controllers that you for hold movement in, yeah for movement and for for doing things interacting in that world yeah and you can do anything from playing games to painting to sculpting to just navigating the world
1: yeah so he wants to create a whole new online world
0: well it's interesting that they're talking about rebranding yeah to better position themselves for this you have to kind of wonder if the rebrand is maybe to sort of
1: Escape their legacy. <laughs> a lot of people are down on Facebook, John. Yeah. And I always laugh when people say, you know, Facebook's not a good company. There's no mistake. They've made some questionable decisions and mistakes. Yeah. Along the way, but I always laugh. Yeah. I'm. You know, I know so many people that are quitting Facebook. I'm like, who? They've got over two billion active users. Yeah. They're not shrinking. No. And they own all the social networks, Instagram, WhatsApp.
0: Well, that's the thing. That's always the funny thing is that I'm going to quit Facebook. I'm going to go to Instagram. Like, it's the same company.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's important. Uh, we're going to be covering this more, uh, of course, but Facebook is building the metaverse yeah. or a version of the metaverse. And the metaverse is kind of an online world where you're going to be shopping and connecting and playing with glasses. I know it's a really hard concept to grasp right now. I know we get what virtual reality is, but it's really going to jump up a number of levels
0: over the next 10, 20 years. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to become like the Matrix.
1: We're going to have to take a break. When we come back, we'll uh, have a little more tech to talk here on the App Show. Stay tuned. You're back with the App Show. Mike and John here. We've uh, been traveling uh, in Europe this week, covering some big tech announcements, everything from Samsung, Microsoft, Huawei, Google, apple i've never seen so many announcements in one week
0: no it's overwhelming yeah
1: usually like the consumer electronics show yeah that's the big one but this has been uh, really you know kind of like christmas come early for us nerds yes uh but it's fun been traveling like we can I'm, i just love that we can do the radio show now at with decent quality we've got these uh great microphones uh from road yeah tiny little microphones
0: yeah the nt1 usb mini yeah uh, they're fantastic. They're tiny. You can put a headset into the back of it so you can monitor your your audio levels. Got some great software that lets you do all kinds of uh, filtering and cleaning up the background noise, that type of stuff. And they're really inexpensive.
1: We'll be talking more about that uh, in next week's show, some of the other travel tech that we've uh, been doing. Uh, I want to also give a shout-out to our sister show, Get Connected. We've uh, covered a lot of the big tech announcements there as well. If you missed it uh, this week, it is on every Saturday across the country on the Chorus Radio Network. You can go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com. We've got all the podcast versions of the radio shows up there. I encourage you to uh, check them out and subscribe to them as well. And, of course, our YouTube channel where we're covering all the latest uh, gear, gadgets, tips, and tricks on video. I want to thank John and uh, Christina that helped put the show together. See you again next time.